Hello leaders, this podcast has something for everyone. We discuss how emotions are memory glue and why kids don't remember what they got for their birthdays. They remember something else. We discuss why customers never measure us by what we do for them, but rather how we make them feel. Bose gets a good mention on this podcast, so Bose, if you'd like to sponsor us. And Bollinger, we still haven't heard anything back from you. We also talk about why leaders who show appreciation create a passionate and connected team. Enjoy. Why did it count backwards? I know that we're now recording. <laughs> what? Hello, Captain. <laughs> what do I? Come fly with me. Let's fly. Let's fly. What are we going to talk about? I don't know. So leadership, life, and everything else. Yeah. And we're live. No, we're recording. <laughs> Somebody said to us just the other day, please keep doing that. I know. And you went, no. <laughs> A big shout out to John. Thanks. Yeah, John, I'll keep doing it. <laughs> it just starts the podcast off with a little bit of annoyance for Michelle. <laughs> Not that that's my intent. Hey, Michelle, how are you? Good. How are you guys? Yeah, good. I'm glad that your voice doesn't sound like a uh, female Barry White now. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Over that cold. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. Good, good, good. Good to, good to hear. So um, today we're going to be talking about memory glue. Mm. Mm. This is a good one. Yeah, those yeah. people that think they don't have a great memory or they, um, yeah, can't can't remember people's names, which we've spoken about before, or yeah. facts and things. Yeah. The glue that yeah. actually helps bond that memory. Yes. And so um, I guess what do we start off with? A bit of the science? Mm, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. so our, our memories, the strongest memories that we have, quite often have an emotional context. So if you look back through your life, the uh, days in your life that you'll never, ever, ever forget always had a strong emotional component because emotions, the chemicals released into your body when you're experiencing strong emotions, are memory glue. So they glue the memory well, it's not really glue, but it's it's going to make it a permanent memory. And the reason why we have memories uh, and why the chemicals form those strong memories is so that we can remember things from the past, especially dangerous things yeah. that we might need to avoid in the future. So it was, I guess, an evolutionary thing that that our bodies did so that we could remember the past. But um, the reason why we got interested in this topic uh, for today's podcast um, was because of something I read online about kids' birthdays. Right. Yes, yep. yes. Yeah, and we were discussing it just before. So if you were to ask, uh, let's say, a teenager what they remember about a particular birthday when they were younger, the, po the post was basically saying that guaranteed they don't remember what presents that they got for their fifth or their sixth or their seventh birthday. What they remember is where they were, what they were doing, and how they felt. Yes. Yeah, mm. it actually reminds me of, and hello, mum, I know you're going to be listening to this and you'll, <laughs> you'll drill me about it after, but um, my 13th birthday, and it's it's funny, I, I built it up to be because I was turning 13 and my kids are about to turn 13, so I've been thinking about it more, that I had these this idea uh, of what it was going to be and if I don't know I can't actually remember what the idea or ideal was but I remember being the disappointment and I don't know I think maybe I thought 13 because of movies that were 
on at you the time. Up into yeah, a young lady. that's right. And I, I thought it was going to be something bigger and I would blossom and no. And and the birthday was a disappointment. And mum will laugh. Um she even there was no birthday cake and yes, I'm still holding on to that mum. <laughs> so she gave me a packet of cake mix and said, Here you go. <laughs> on the day. <laughs> on the day. And I'm sure I was being horrible and bratty and Well, you were you know, thirteen, that that's was your right. job. That's that was it. But uh I could see I probably pushed her to the limit of her boundary as well. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. that's the emotional attachment. So you worked I it had. up in your head I and did. It, it didn't live up to your expectations. That's right. And I've had birthdays where there were no birthday cakes, but that one stands out yeah. as being, you know, da da. Uh, I'll big challenge one. you. What, what presents did you get on the day? No idea. You can't remember, oh, can actually, you? Oh, actually, I can. Okay. I think I might have received, you know, those lemons. I'm showing my age now. The lemon that was on a piece of rubber and you'd attach it to your ankle and then you'd. No. Kind of skip, oh, okay. Skip, skip. Oh, so, and with yeah, it yeah. going around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Are you sure that was your 13th birthday present? No. You don't know. <laughs> so that was what the post was all about. We give kids these presents. We It's all about the presents on birthdays. You, you, a lot of people put in a lot of effort towards the presents, but you ask them later on in life, tell me about your 8th birthday, your 9th birthday. They, they do not remember the present they got. Mm. They remember how they felt, who they were with, what they did, the experience of the day, not the gift that they gave them. And I really liked reading this post because I've always had this thing about, uh, oh, how do you find the right gift for people? But it's not so much the gift it's how you make people feel that's mm. what they remember yeah. and then after reading that post I thought about and I read another post very similar about school if you go back to school you don't remember the kids who had the coolest shoes you don't remember the kids who had the latest uh, fashion thing or whatever it is what you remember about school is how people made you feel yes and so, all the bullies these, and the friends. The bullies and the friends. Yes, and we were, we both experienced bullies, and we both had had friends. And um, so, you don't remember whether they were the cool kid with the latest toy, the latest gadget, or whatever. Which is what kids want these days. They they all want the same drink bottle. What what's that, Frank? Oh, Frank, Frank Green. Green. Yeah, that's <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> no, it has to be Frank Green. It can't be a normal. What we've got a thousand water bottles um, at home, and uh, yeah, but. It, I've been, I've been asked to get a Frank Green. Yes. <laughs> it's, yes. it's incredible because I luckily uh, get given water bottles as gifts all around the world and so I've got a nice collection of them. One of my favourites was given to me by Porsche actually. Ah, uh, I'll never give that one away. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, but they're not good enough because they're not what everyone else has got. Yes. What I want to talk about is is why memories are so important in a, a couple of areas. So we'll talk about customer service and leadership. And so in, in customer service, one of the things I like teaching is that we have never, ever, ever been measured in customer service. We have never been measured by, by what we give the customer, so the product. Mm. We have never been measured by the service that we provide. We have always been measured by how we make the person feel. Yes, yeah. all of those scores that you do after the net, pro the net promoter they, score. Yeah, yeah. How, how they feel. Yeah, so when you talk about customer experience, the reason why we have this term customer experience is because uh, it's it's how the customer feels at the end of the experience, taking into account all of the different touch points with your company. And um, the basis of this is because people remember things that have an emotional context. 
and because emotions are memory glue and I've got a story I, I want to share with, with our listeners about um, an example of this. So in, in a customer service course I've been running for years, I, I say, this was many years ago, I teach more customer centricity now and customer experience, but I used to say, okay, stand up, find a partner and have a chat to them about a customer experience where you were the customer and you received an incredible customer experience. And then I listened to the stories over the last 25, 30 years, I've been listening to these stories and have a guess what they are always about. They're always about two things. So it was a great experience. Yes. Yeah. Actually, no, sorry, let's start with the bad experiences. So I say, okay, stand up, Share a story with a partner where you had a bad experience as a customer. Okay. I mean, have a guess what those two things are always about. Uh, they didn't listen. That's part of it. But mm. it's, it's I didn't get what I wanted. Yes. Okay. Or I was treated poorly. That's it. Yep. They're the two stories. So over 25 years of listening to thousands of stories, it's always I didn't get something I wanted or I was treated badly. That's the bad stories. Mm. Now I've been listening to the good stories. So tell, tell a partner a great experience where uh, you – where you were a customer, you had a great experience. And they, again, fall into two categories. Have a guess. Well, I'm going to go with the opposite of what I just said, which yes. is they felt hurt. <laughs> they got hurt. Well, that's part of it. Yeah. But that doesn't create the category. Keep guessing. It's similar to the, the poor one. So it's a bit, So I said in the poor one, uh, I didn't get something that I wanted. So what's the I got something that I wanted. Okay. Well, that, that's hilarious. That's what, that's what I was expecting, that I, I got what I wanted, so you go off and tell people. No, if you get what you want, you tell no one. No. The statistics are that if you get what you wanted, what you expected. You got above and beyond. Ah, you you've got to get more. So 10% of the stories, mm. you got more than what you wanted. And so it, it's elevated your emotional state. So if you go in expecting something and you get what you, you're expecting, it doesn't change your emotional state at all. So it doesn't create that memory glue to mm. remember that situation. So you don't walk away telling your friends, hey, I went into this shop and I got what I wanted. You tell no one. But if you get more, it elevates your emotional state. Okay, so, but that's only 10% of the stories. I'm going to ask you, Michelle, and it's really difficult. Okay, <laughs> guess what the 90% of stories are about. So, uh, so these are great experiences. Mm. I ask people to share their great experiences and have a guess what 90% of the stories are about. I, I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I can't. <laughs> I love putting people on the spot. <laughs> um, it's that the company started with a mistake. Ah, okay. But then that. they fixed it beyond your expectations. And the reason being is, and this goes back to the memory glue bit, when a company makes a mistake at the start, how, how, how would you feel? Yeah, you feel annoyed. Yeah. And so you've got the emotions of frustration and annoyance. <laughs> but then when they fix it beyond your expectations, how do they now feel? That you've gone above and beyond. And they feel elated. Yes. F so there's this massive shift in their emotional state. And because there's this massive shift in their emotional state, that's the memory glue well, that makes them remember the experience. That's right. So there's the opportunity for that business either the memory is that they're bad mm. and so they tell all and sundry yeah. i bought this and it's crap it broke or whatever and mm. they were really rude to me no customer mm. support or turn it around this happened but they went and they did this for me and they did this so then it's it's almost like they personally went out of their way to help you mm. yeah and that shift in your emotional state 
uh, I want to tell you a quick story. Actually, it's not such a quick story, but I'll tell it anyway. So many, many years ago, my accountant said to me at the end of the financial year, you need to, you need to spend some money. I said, why? He said, oh, you're going to have a big tax bill if you don't. You need to have some expenses. What, what do you need in the company? I said, I don't need anything. He said, well, you're a speaker. Go and buy some speakers. He was joking, right? But I took him seriously. <laughs> I wasn't going to write these off, but I went, I went off because it made me think. I've always wanted to buy those little Bose cubes. Have you seen those? Probably? I have. Yeah, yeah, my parents have them. yeah yep. they're amazing. Anyway, so I walked into the Bose store and I, I was looking at these cubes and he said to me, oh, have you seen the new Bose television? I said, Bose don't make a TV. He said, they do now. And he took me into this room and he turned it on and the room filled with sound and I said oh where did you hide the speakers he said no they're in the tv I said no couldn't be I heard a helicopter behind me he said that's what the tv does anyway so I bought that tv (laughs) and I stuck it on my wall and I filled the house full of sound and beautiful pictures and then uh, a couple of years later uh, we decided to move up north we went up to Noosa for a year and so I took the tv up there put it on the wall and filled that house full of sound and pictures but then I noticed a couple of pixels had gone on the screen and uh, so this is quite quite a few years ago and this is in the early days of flat screens and stuff and I noticed the pixels had gone so I rang Bose and I said hey um, look there's a couple of pixels gone on my TV can you fix it and they said oh Mr Newman that's not good um, when are you going to be home I said I'm home all week they said oh what what day is good for you I said oh any day they said no but what day is best for you and I said Tuesday and they said what time on Tuesday I said any time they said what time is best for you on Tuesday I said 10 o'clock 10 o'clock they rock up they walk in they look at the TV and they go mmm and they walk back they they take it off the wall and they start walking out to the truck and I said oh when am I going to get my TV back and they said hold on for a second please Mr Newman and they came back in with a box they took another TV out of a box put it on the wall and turned it on and I said you're going to lend me a TV whilst you fix my TV they said no that's your TV Mr Newman I said no it's not you've taken mine to the truck they said no that's your TV I said what are you going to do with the other one they said we're going to take it away to see what could possibly have caused it to stop working the way we need it have a Very great day good. and I went wow and so and but this was so out of warranty this was out of warranty but that is also looking at the feedback loop so rather than taking it as a criticism yep. they're deep diving to get information from that that's right yeah, but it wasn't Very the product See, I, I, like I was a little disappointed that I lost a couple of pixels it was just a couple of pixels but I was amazed with the way they treated me and the TV was out of warranty mm. yeah but it was a brand new product it was the first time they've released this to the market anyway so moved back to Sydney took that TV back down there stuck it on the wall in Sydney filled that house full of sound again and um, I think it was uh, two or three years later a couple of pixels went on that TV and so I thought I'll get this fixed so I rang up those and they said oh, I'm sorry Mr Newman we don't make that TV anymore I said oh oh can, can you fix it at least and, and they said um, can we give you a bigger one I meant pardon <laughs> and they said but all we ask is that you uh, that you pay for delivery and installation because we outsource that I said yeah sure so they rocked up and they put a bigger television on my on my wall and took the old one away and all I had to do was pay for the delivery and I remember that experience and I've told that to many many people in my customer service courses and customer experiences courses because like I didn't expect any of that they, they went way 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 above and beyond but it was a new product they're trying to obviously get it to be in get it out into the market and so they changed the way I felt and I remember that story and I'll tell thousands of people I'm so telling them on the podcast do now. you do you still have the television no regrettably I moved again and it was too big for the uh, wall that uh, on the on the place I moved into so I did sell it and the, the person I sold it to was extremely delighted by it and yeah. uh, no doubt filling their house full of sound <laughs> and pictures and um, but yeah that experience uh, really sticks in my memory 
because of the way they made me feel. Mm. It was a mistake. They went above and beyond to fix it. Uh, even if they didn't give me a new TV, just the way they treated me was extraordinary, and I'll remember that forever. Do you have any experiences like that? I have recently had an experience where I was gifted a spa day experience and it was a treat. The kids weren't home and so I blocked out half a day and went up there and was just excited that, you know, it was, I was indulging. Um, and it wasn't, it didn't quite meet the mark of my expectation again. Okay. <laughs> I've got, I don't want to lower my expectations, but the, what, the product or the the treatment was meant to be was um, a massage, a relaxation massage and hot stones for a certain amount of time and then a facial for a certain amount of time. Mm -hmm. And I was anticipating, you know, being so relaxed that I was drooling on both of them. (laughs) (laughs) I I was really, really needing that. Anyway, the um, massage went for double the time allocated, which would have ordinarily been lovely. However, it was torture. <laughs> so it wasn't a relaxing <laughs> massage with the hot stones that you're no, expecting. No, no hot stones inside. It would have been a relief, but uh, it was it was quite um, vigorous and a strong, very strong Torturous, masseuse. By the sounds of it, <laughs> <laughs> yes, she was. She had muscles on her, but she was just like getting right in there. And I probably needed it, but I didn't enjoy it. Did you mention to her during the? I did. I repeated, please, just. A a little softer, a little softer, yeah, and then going. I just, you know, harness that, you know, almost meditating, it'll be over soon, it'll be over soon. <laughs> <laughs> that's not the state you want to be in yeah. when you're having a relaxing massage. That's right. It's going to be finished <laughs> And, yeah, it just kept going. And then because it had gone so long, my massage, my facial, sorry, was reduced to 20 minutes. Instead of 45. Instead of 45. Oh, wow. And the the facial, I was just drifting off. It was beautiful. And... And she's like, okay, well, we've got to stop now because your facial went over, uh, your massage went over time. I was like, no. So I um, got dressed and, and, you know, finished up. And I thought, oh, okay, I'm not going to say anything. I just won't come back. And um, it was only when I mentioned to the person that gave me the gift that it you know, was a little Didn't different, live up to expectations, no. yeah. um, but but very grateful for the gift, and so they said, "Well, you know, say something." So I I did. I I went back up and said, "Look, it wasn't what it was advertised as," and the manager, rather than just dismissing me, she she made an appointment to see me, to sit down with me, go through exactly getting my feedback on what my expectations were and how I felt and asked what they could do to um, change that. And so they gifted me or gave me an- another opportunity to have that treatment as it should be, as my, as what my expectation was. And it was amazing. Yeah, and I tell, really and nice. so then I purchased um, yeah, a facial for my mum. And, yeah. you know, it's like, oh, I'll, I'll recommend this place to people. And mm. yeah, it's it, so a few people have actually gone there based on my recommendation yeah. about how great they were. And like you said, it was because of something that didn't quite go as it should have. There was the opportunity and they exceeded my expectation. I was drooling in both. <laughs> <laughs> so very relaxing. And 
we often, um, I, I read a lot of Google reviews and things and the, the nasty reviews or the reviews that aren't positive about a business or an experience, the opportunity is there for the people, the business being reviewed mm. to respond. Mm. Now, those that respond with maybe attacking the reviewer, I side with the reviewer. It's like, mm, okay, maybe there's truth to what this reviewer is saying because everybody, everybody's perception is different. Mm. The businesses that respond to the review acknowledging that they have actually not lived up to the reviewer's uh, expectation and then giving them an opportunity, an explanation, an opportunity to come in and to actually talk about, talk it. about yeah. it and how can we fix this, even if it's something quite terrible that's being reviewed, I consider that business, you know what, I'd give them a go. Yeah, 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 because they're prepared to talk about any potential mistakes that they've made or improvements that they can make. You can have lunatics who make yeah. comments because they can make them. Um, That's right. Uh, yeah, Anyone can comment these anonymous, things. Anonymously. Yes. But, um, yeah, it's, it's the memory glue that was created yeah. when you were when when they fixed it beyond your expectations. That's right. So Bose, like I've used yeah. Bose products and I yeah. probably would go back and use Bose yeah. now based on yeah. what you've just mentioned. Bose headphones right you now. Are. Bose, if you want to sponsor us, <laughs> Bollinger still hasn't got in touch. We're waiting, Bollinger, where are you? <laughs> France, but come on, it's not that far away. We have the internet, you can get in contact, let us know. Come on, that first podcast that we did all those months ago and we opened up a nice bottle of Bollinger and we gave them all that free advertising and they That's still right. haven't reached out. I can't believe it. <laughs> so, Bose, if you're listening, because we're listening to uh, to our podcast through Bose headphones. That's anyway, right. I, I flew with Bose headphones. Did you? <laughs> when did. you? When you were a pilot? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, great, fantastic product. Yeah, yeah, noise cancelling and everything. Mm. Beautiful. How do we tie this into leadership? How do we tie this memory glue into leadership? Um, and and what can leaders learn? Well, if they can invoke an emotion, if a leader can invoke an emotion within their team, now there's there's a chance here it can go either way. Yeah. So you are able to uh, create a positive emotion, mm. an emotion that the the people in your team take personally. Mm. They can see that and they can feel it. So they have an association to whatever you've just done mm. or said and they can recall it. They can probably even recall, you know, the seat they were sitting in, what they were wearing, maybe if there was food involved. Mm. But they um, are then more likely to take ownership mm. and mm. to follow. Yeah. I ask a lot of leaders this, this question. Go back in your history and think about leaders have ha who have had a great impact on you. Mm. Uh, I've found that the one thing that makes pre their previous leaders, so the leaders that they've learned from, memorable, is that they felt appreciated. Mm. That the previous, that the leader that they look up to made them feel appreciated. And so we've spoken about this a little bit, I think, in another podcast where you don't appreciate results. You show, you measure results, mm. you celebrate results, but you show appreciation for effort. And 
one of the things uh, leaders need to spend a lot more time doing is showing appreciation for effort because when I do surveys, I do these 360 degree surveys where the leader is evaluated by their leader, their peers and their team and I always ask the leaders, how much appreciation do you show your team? And then they give themselves a rating out of 10 and then I ask their team, how much appre how appreciated and do you feel? How much appreciation does your leader show you? And then I get a figure out of 10 and there's always a discrepancy of two. So so the team will always rate the leader two points lower than what they think. And so it's one of the biggest complaints people make when they leave an organisation. I didn't feel appreciated. So mm. showing appreciation for people's efforts is one way to make them feel uh, or feel appreciated, obviously, mm. but then develop that memory glue where you look back and you look at that leader and you think, yeah, I really looked up to that leader because of the way they made me feel. And the reason why they did that is they showed appreciation for effort. Yeah, I've discussed previously where uh, when I was in an airline and change of management CEO and, and then the business and it was um, definitely the leader who came in recognised everybody's effort but then did it in such a way that you wanted to contribute, you wanted to add. So it became part of your family almost this business that personified the business and you wanted to go out of your way to help to mm. do to go the extra to do you know bad days bad weather days and going over time and you know going into discretion and um they can ask and if it, if you're not feeling appreciated mm. then you're like nope and you are legally entitled to say no and just to walk away mm. stranding passengers but you're within your rights wow Whereas if you feel appreciated, and this is each person did that as well, but the overlying feeling and culture amongst the teams were, was from the top, mm. you did go the extra mile. And mm. you're like, of course I'll do that. Yeah. And, and Simon Sinek talks, talks about that in one of his TED, in TED Talks. He talks about how if you create this culture of safety where people feel psychologically safe and part of it is the appreciation and being connected to something then the people will give you their blood sweat and tears mm. but if they don't feel like that how why would they go above and beyond why mm. would they go above and beyond for you if they don't feel safe connected part of a part of a like a like a not a family but a, a familial sort of atmosphere why would they go above and beyond well, I know people that say, I don't get paid enough. I don't get paid for that. That's not in my pay scale. Mm. And I kind of feel sorry for them. Do you know what they're actually saying? Because there's much research into into pay. Um, once people get a fair and equitable, equitable uh, salary, it's not a motivating factor. No. What becomes a motivating factor in a workplace, and I got this from Dan Pink, is autonomy, mastery, and purpose. So connecting to something bigger than your job, which is purpose, mastery, be, being able to improve, and autonomy, feeling like you've got some sort of control over what you do. And then obviously feeling appreciated would add into that factor. So yeah, when I hear people say, oh, I don't get paid, paid enough for that, what I'm hearing is I get paid, but I don't feel good. Mm. Mm. And it's 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 and so what they're doing is they don't feel good, they don't feel appreciated, and so they link it to their salary. But it's actually not the salary from the research that I've seen. It's it's based on how they feel within the organisation. And I can pretty much guarantee it's also not connected to cupcakes. <laughs> <laughs> the cupcakes they bring up once a year oh, just to goodness. tick that box. And yes, we've done that particular day. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. All right, so I think we could wrap this one up. Um, memory glue, it's, uh, it's 
the emotions that come into your body when you're experiencing certain um, emotions, they create strong memories and that's important for kids' birthdays. Kids don't remember the presents. They remember how they felt at school. They don't remember who wore what. They remember how people made them feel. And then in customer service, it's, it's how you make people feel. And also in the workplace, part yep. of your career, you know, we spend at least eight hours a day doing it. Mm. Um, yeah, if you feel part of the team, like you're being appreciated, you're contributing, you're making a difference. All right. Um, we think the world will be a better place with more dogs. Affirmative, yes. Affirmative. More dogs. Bollinger, where are you? We're waiting. And Bose, if you want to drop us a line. Bose, you can gazump them. (laughs) (laughs) We're looking for that sponsor. (laughs) You have a great day, Michelle. You too, Guy. Bye. (laughs) Well, that was fun. That was fun. (laughs) You're such a clown. The clown. (laughs) Lady Captain. (laughs) And who's going to listen to this? Maybe our mums. Thanks, mum.